Open your Bibles this uh, morning to the book of John, chapter 9. And we want to teach this morning on breaking family curses. Let's pray and ask the Lord's anointing this morning. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. And Father, we thank you for the anointing that we have through the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ. And Father, as we teach these words, we ask your anointing to be upon this message But, Lord, we ask also that your anointing be upon the hearers of this message. Because, Lord, we know it's not the truth that makes us free, but the truth we know, the truth we understand will make us free. And, Father, I declare right now in the name and by the blood of Jesus Christ that Jesus' name is the name above all names. That the name of Jesus is the name above sickness. It's the name above drug addiction. It's the name above alcoholism. His name is above divorce and suicide. His name is the name above depression. And I declare in the name of Jesus that Satan, you are defeated right now in every person's life. And Father, we declare who the Son sets free is free indeed. And we seal it right now in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, you know what? Let's just give the Lord a clap offering and praise him. Amen. Praise God. John chapter 9, I want to read something to you here that, gang, as we study the Word of God, a lot of times we speed read the Word of God. And and you've heard me say uh, so many times that people say, Pastor, I read 10 chapters last night, and I read 20 chapters last night. And and that's great, but if you're really going to get the revelation of God's Word, you need to read the Word of God. Amen? You need to read the word. We, we, we said in our prayer, it's not the truth that makes you free. The truth of Jesus Christ has been here for 2,000 years. It's not the truth that makes you free, but it's the truth you understand that makes you free. We've always tithed. We have never missed our tithe. But until we met people like Brother Avanzini and other great men and women of God that came in our lives, the truth of the blessing off the tithe and the blessing off the offering has always been there. But until we understood it, we couldn't receive it. Amen? And so it's not just the truth. The truth is there, but it's the truth you understand that makes you free. So a lot of times when when we read the Bible, instead of trying to read a lot of the Bible, what we need to do is maybe read smaller portions and then find out what that means. Because every word, somebody say every word. Every word that's in the Bible is there for our inspiration and our edification. It's there to teach us and bring us revelation so that revelation can make us free. I want to read something here that a lot of, especially Americans, read this and and they hear what it says, but because we're reading the Bible in a Western mentality, we have a Western mind, we need to understand that this Bible is written not to Western thinking, but the Eastern thinking. And so a lot of times when we read the Word of God, we look at it, and it doesn't make sense because we're looking at it in that Western mentality. Do you understand what I'm saying? And the Eastern mentality understood things in a different way. Look at the book of John, chapter 9, verse 1. Now now look at this. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents that he 
was born blind. Now, I want, you, I want you to see the picture here. Here's Jesus walking down with his disciples. They see a man that's blind. Now, now he could be blind. He could be lame. He could be an alcoholic. He could be a drug addict. Uh, it might be somebody that's going through their third divorce. It, it's not just sickness. It could be any kind of curse that's on a person's life. Are you with me? It might be the curse of poverty. It might be somebody that's suicidal. It might be a sickness. A lot of times you'll see in families, you'll see people that's grandmother died at 40 and their aunt died at 40 and, and their dad died at 40 and, and now they're 39 and they start getting sick. Folks, there is a curse that we're talking about that they understood back in Jesus' days that you and I need to understand. The people are walking, the disciples are walking with Jesus, and they see this person that's blind. And they ask a question that many of us don't understand. They ask this question. They said, Lord, why is this man blind? We might ask it this way. Why are these people always poor? Why are these people always sick? Why are these people, why is there divorce constantly in, in, in this home? Why do these, why are so many people in this family suicidal? Why are so many people in this family born illegitimate? So it, it, it's a number of things. Why is this man blind? Why is this curse of blindness on this person's life. And then they say something that you and I need to receive the revelation of. They said, is he blind because of something he's done or because of something that his parents have done? Now, if you and I would have asked that question to each other, we'd probably look at each other and say, what a stupid question. How could a man be blind or how could somebody have a curse on their life because of something that their parents have done? And we need to understand, this is what we're going to talk about in, in this first tape, is that the curse of a father or the curse of a mother, the Bible specifically says, can be passed down and will be passed down without the blood of Jesus Christ from generation to generation. Let me give an example here. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 5. Jesus is walking with these disciples. They see that this man is blind. A blind blindness is obviously a, a, a curse from the devil. It does not come from God. And they ask the question, why is this man blind? Because of something he did or something that his parents have done. Now, we need to look at it as Americans or we need to look at it as westernized people and say, is it possible that somebody that we never met somebody before we were born could have sinned can that sin affect us look at romans chapter 5 verse 12 therefore just as though one man through one man's sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all have sinned now here's the bible talking about adam how many know that you don't you, you don't have to teach a child to lie Amen. It's in a child to lie. It's not because of uh, something they learned in school or the schoolyard. It's in a child to lie. I've shared the story here before of when we were pastoring over in Australia and uh, Luke was about uh, three years old or something and it was Saturday night and he was supposed to be asleep already for an hour and I'm in, in my office next to his bedroom and I'm in there studying, and I can hear Luke. He's supposed to be sleeping, but I can hear him in there racing his little car. And he's vroom, vroom, vroom. And I say, Luke, and I hear, 
And it gets real quiet in there. And I said, Luke, go to sleep. And this little three-year-old voice says, I am sleeping. (laughs) Okay, now he didn't learn to do that. We inherited that. Everybody say inherited. Inherited. Do Do you understand? We are sinners by nature because Adam's, because of Adam's sin. How, how many understand that? And so we're not talking about just one or two generations. Is it possible to inherit the curse of somebody else's sin in our family? This is what the disciples understood that a lot of Americans don't understand. They see the curse on this man. This man is blind because he's blind. He can't make a living. He's got to beg. He's, he's no doubt poor. He's out there in his beggar's clothes. And they say, Lord, why is this man blind? Or why is this curse on his life? Because of his sin or because of his parents' sin? Now listen to this. Learn from this. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Now, to most of us, that means heaven or hell. And there is a heaven or hell. If we die without Christ, there is a hell. And that's why we must evangelize the world and let people know that Jesus Christ loves them no matter who they are. Can I have an amen on that? But when the Bible says the wages, the wages are the earning of sin is death, it does mean eternity But gang, the earnings of our sin is death, not just in the sweet by and by when we die, but down on the ground while we're still around. Remember the word of God. God says, be not deceived. I will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that also will he reap. Whenever somebody sows a seed, that seed multiplies back later. So when the Bible says the wages of sin is death. When we look at death, we're not just talking about eternity. We're talking about death to the blessing of God and death to the provision of God and death to the joy of God. Death is anything that destroys. Death is something that destroys life. So the wages of sin is alcoholism. The wages of sin is drug addiction. The wages of sin is racism. The wages of sin is suicide. The wages of sin is depression. The wages of sin is illness and sickness. And so this is what they understood. They saw this man, and he was blind, and they said, why is this man blind? Did he do something that opened himself up to a sin, to a curse, or did his parents do something that he's inheriting the wages of their sin. Are you with me so far? All right, now let me show you something. Turn to the book of Exodus chapter 34. Now, we're going to read a word that's called iniquity, and it's going to talk about the iniquity being passed down from generations. Now, now look at me here a second. The word iniquity is used in the Bible over 300 times. And so if it's taught on 300 times, it's something that we need to understand what's happening so that we can be set free from the revelation of this word. Now watch this. Look at this. Exodus chapter 34, verse 7. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sins, by no means clearing the iniquity but visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. Now, gang, here's the revelation. 
The Word of God teaches on iniquity over 300 times. And here it says that the iniquity of the father, and it could be the father, it could be the mother, but the iniquity of the father is passed on to the children and to the children's children. How many have ever heard the saying, and it's usually in a negative way, like father, like son, or like mother, like daughter? The kid's down there, and, and he's got an alcoholic problem, and the neighbors say he's just like his dad. Or, or the mother, she's, uh, she's always screaming at the husband, or she's screaming at, at the kids, and people say she's just like her mother. Why is that? It's because of a spiritual understanding. It's the same understanding that the disciples understood when they said to, the, to Jesus, why is this man blind? Is it something he's done or is it something his parents have done? Because they understood this revelation. The iniquities of the father are passed down to the third and the fourth generation. Like father, like son. One of the sad examples of this is take a child who's been physically or sexually abused. And this child has gone through the turmoil and the heartache and the pain of, of being abused physically or sexually by a parent or a relative. And you would think that because of the pain that this child has gone through, that they would never, ever, ever be involved with that or even near it. But statistics prove that a child who has been abused has a high, high, high percentage chance of becoming a child abuser. Why is it? Because of the spiritual transfer. The iniquity of the father is passed down to the children and to the children's children. A lot of times you'll see somebody who, in my family, to give an example, and I don't say this in any way to put down my father. I love my father with all my heart. My father is now born again. My father has gotten saved, and the truth has set him free. But my father had a substance abuse problem. Through that substance abuse problem, he had an anger problem. We were raised in that. We, let me say again, I, gang, I loved my dad. But our greatest times is when we knew dad wasn't coming home because we never knew if dad was going to beat us or not. My dad had, a, had an incredible anger problem and violent problem and would hit my mother and, and hit us. And, and once again, and it's hard for me to say this because my father may hear this tape, and I'm not saying this, there's no blame on my father because his father was like that. And there's no blame on his father because his father was like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, you can't, see the world, guys, the world's close. The world is close. They understand that the reason why the children are messed up is because something messed up in their family. They're close to the problem, but they don't know the answer. And the answer is breaking that curse. Amen? That's why the Bible says once you understand the, the power of breaking a curse through the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ, no longer, somebody say no longer, no longer shall the fathers eat sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge see that's why we're doing this so that you can look at this in your in your life or you can look at this in your family's life and say you know what i'm stopping this thing today by the blood of jesus but it doesn't only stop for you it never passes on from you to your children amen i can remember when i was raised up my dad and i know he didn't want to be like this see nobody wants to be an alcoholic 
Nobody says, you know what, when I get older, I think I'll be a drug addict. Nobody wants to be that way. Nobody wants to be, have, an, have an anger problem. Amen? No man who hits his children or hits his wife wants to be that way. No woman who, who suffers from depression or oppression wants to be that way. Nobody wants to be that way. But if you look at it, you can usually find out through counseling that their mother was like this, their father was like this, their grandparents were like this. This is generational curses. How many are following me? See, we saw this in my family. And I was raised around that. I was raised around the violence. I was raised around the alcohol abuse. I was raised around the fear of that. And I can remember as a child thinking when I become a dad and when I become a mom, I'm going to treat my wife so good, and I'm going to treat my kids so good, and I'm going to treat everybody nice, but then something happened. I became a dad, and I became a husband, and I found out I was just like my dad. And, and now let me say this to you and to those who are listening to this tape. I was born again. I was a Christian. See, it'd be wonderful If we could tell everybody, the moment you come down and receive Christ as Savior, you're going to be perfect. But how many know that's not true? And the reason I say that is because while we're going through these changes, the devil wants to come in and condemn us. Gang, Jesus never condemns. Jesus convicts so that we can be delivered. Satan condemns so we can be destroyed. Amen? I can remember, if I can share this, this isn't in my notes, but I, I, I just feel the Holy Spirit wanting me to share this. We were pastoring our second church. Now, I had, I had gotten control of my anger problem, but I hadn't gotten delivered. I'd gotten control of it to a certain degree. And see, we're not talking, when, when we're talking about Jesus Christ and the power of his blood, we're not talking about controlling a demon. We're not talking about putting a demon on a leash. We're talking about casting him out and killing him. Amen? We're not talking about controlled behavior. We're talking about changed behavior through the power of Jesus. And so when I got saved, because I didn't know this. I didn't understand this stuff. When I first got married, most, many of you know my testimony. When I first got married, it is a miracle that because of my anger. Now, I, got, I immediately got set free of drugs and alcohol. But when I first got married, it is a miracle that Tiz stayed with me. Because we had a bad first year and a half of our marriage. I finally realized that I've got to control myself. So I was controlling it on the outside, but I was seething still on the inside. And what happens when that takes place is is a lot of times it gets worse because it's like a tea kettle. You're boiling, you're boiling, you're boiling and boiling until you blow the lid. How many know what I'm talking about? And what really brought this to bear was, and I can remember this, and it breaks my heart e- even thinking about this, but I know by me sharing my failures to my success, it's going to help a lot of people, is we were pastoring over in Australia. Luke was a little bitty guy and skinny on top of it. And he did something, and, and I can't remember what it was. And we're talking about family curses in every area, but one of the most condemning family curses is the spirit of anger. It's a violent spirit, and it does not come from God. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. The devil is the one of turmoil and anger. Amen? But I can remember when uh, Luke did something, and I don't even remember what he did, 
But I remember grabbing him in the back where he was banked him or was getting ready to spank him. And I told him to go to his room and he started to go down the hall and I grabbed him. And I'm ashamed to say this. I grabbed him by the back of the, the shirt and I shoved him. And I didn't mean to shove him that hard, but I shoved him and I shoved him into the wall. I remember my dad doing that to me and bloodying my nose. And I thought, my God, I'm just like dad. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I haven't changed. And I remember walking out of the house. I was, I was, I was ashamed to, to, to see my, to, to look tis in the eyes. I was ashamed to see my kids. I'm a pastor. And I'm still out of control. And I remember walking down the road. I'm saying, I ought not even be in the ministry. I ought to just quit. I just, I was so condemned. And that's when God spoke to me and said, it's a family curse. And that's when I began to study this thing and realize that the sins of the father are passed down from the children to the children to the children. And gang, unless we get the blood of Jesus, unless we understand the word of God, that thing's going to keep going. Even if we're Christians, it's going to keep going. My dad had a, had a drinking problem. My brother and I had drugs and alcohol problem. It was passed on. But I was the worst. I really was. As a matter of fact, uh, what, what inspired me to really start teaching this and bringing this ministry out of our church to people around the world is about a year ago. And when I was sitting at home, it was about 1 o'clock in the morning our time. So it made it about 3 o'clock in the morning back in St. Louis. And I hadn't seen my older brother uh, but once or twice in the last 15 years or so. And the phone rang. And I thought, who in the world's calling at this time? And I picked up the phone. And when I picked up the phone, this voice on the other end, and I immediately knew who it was. Didn't say, hi, how are you? But he said, you are the worst, and I'm just like dad. How did you change? And what it was is my older brother. And he was at home. He's going through his third divorce, alcohol and drug problem. And he's sitting there by himself. His third wife has left him. He's sitting there by himself, and he's channel surfing. And as he's channel surfing, somehow, because we're not on the station uh, in St. Louis, somehow our program from New Beginnings here comes on his television program. And there I am standing there with Tiz on the platform and our kids and the church, and he sees this, and he calls me. He said, you were the worst, and I was. If anybody in our family had a violent problem, I did. If anybody in our family had a substance abuse problem, I did. My nickname in college was OD. The letters OD means overdose. I never did something. I, I, I wasn't a casual user. I was a user wanting to get so high that I would never come back. And he said, you were the worst. What changed? And I began to talk to him about Jesus. And I began to talk to him about salvation. I began to talk to him about breaking family curses. And we prayed. His wife came back. They're going to church now. He's in, he's in, in programs to help him get set free and stay free. Folks, the revelation of God will work for anybody at any age. Amen? Let me share one more thing about understanding family curses. How many know the Bible says, be not unequally yoked with an unbeliever? Now, we know that God is no respecter of persons. Jesus loves everybody. So why does the Bible say, be not unequally yoked with an unbeliever? Because if that person that you're linked to, if that person that you marry is an unbeliever, 
and that person doesn't have the blood of Jesus in their lives, then that family curse that's in their life, whatever it is, that family curse is going to be brought into your family and on your children. But here's the power. There's people sitting here right now. You have husbands and wives that aren't saved. Or you have people that are listening have husbands and wives that are not saved. Here's the power. The saved can cover the unsaved. And so you can rise up understanding that this, number one, is a family curse. It is a family curse. There's nothing wrong with you. God is not here to condemn you. This is a family curse. Like father, like son, the anger, the drugs, the alcohol, the depression, the sickness, the suicide, the illegitimacy, whatever it is. If there's a family curse in your life, you can rise up in authority through Jesus Christ and say, in the name and by the blood. Everybody say, by the blood. In the name and by the blood of Jesus, I bind this thing and I command this family curse to be broken in Jesus' name. And that thing will be broken. Let me show you, let me show you one incident on how this works. And it's all through the Bible. But let me show you something. One time I was teaching and I talked about illegitimate children. If you'll watch families, somebody who was born as an illegitimate child is going to have children that have children illegitimately, and it's just passed down from generation to generation. Okay, but there's another curse that we can break on this. Boy, somebody needs to hear this right now. The Bible says because of the curse, and the next tape I'm going to talk to you about, about not only being forgiven, but stopping the curse of the sins that we've committed. With every sin we commit, there's a curse that goes along with it. But the blood of Jesus and the cross of Calvary breaks the curse. Everybody say the curse. It breaks the curse. But Deuteronomy says an illegitimate child will not be allowed in the congregation of the Lord. I was reading this one time and I said, Lord, there's tremendous revelation here. And so I said, how many of you have a child that seems to get close to God? It's not that they don't want to serve God and they're hungry, but they just get that close to serving God and it stops and they just can't quite break through. And all these people raised their hand and I said, now, how many of you of these children were born out of wedlock? Almost every one of them, that child was conceived out of wedlock. And the Bible says when a child is conceived out of wedlock, there's a curse on that child because of generational curses. And that child will not be allowed in the congregation of the Lord. But that's Old Testament. We're redeemed from the curse. Somebody say amen. amen. Do you understand? But if we don't know that there's a curse... And then if we don't know we're redeemed from the curse, somebody, gang, somebody could give you a new car, park it out in the parking lot, leave the keys in it, but if you don't know it's there, you'll take the bus home. It's there, it's yours, but if you don't know it, you'll take the bus home. We don't understand what the curse is, and if we don't understand, the curse can be broken. So we gathered together, and we, we began to pray, and we said, God, this curse of illegitimacy is broken in these families, and the wages of that curse, keeping these children out of the house of God, is broken in the name of Jesus. Can I tell you, we had children calling from Florida and from California that day and the next day, receiving the Lord. Many of them moved up here and started serving God. Why? Was it God's timing? No. 
It's the truth you understand that makes you free. And we broke the curse of illegitimacy in those families, and we broke the penalty of that curse, and those children were set free and allowed to come in and serve the Lord. Somebody give Jesus a clap offering. Amen. Hallelujah. See, I want to pray right now for those that are here, and I want to pray for those that are listening on this tape. I want every head bowed and every eye closed because we would never do anything to embarrass anybody. But the first thing to do is look and say, is there a family curse in my life? Is there a curse that's in my life? It could be in a number of areas. Guys, it could be substance abuse, alcohol, drugs. It might be suicide. It might be divorce. It might be sickness. It might be anger. It might be poverty, depression, mental illness. I knew a guy in Australia whose grandfather had to go once a year into a mental ward. His dad had to go once a year into a mental ward. He had to go once a year into a mental ward. The same month, every year, He would go into this deep depression. Same month his father would go in. Same month his grandfather would go in. We released him from the curse, from from family curses, and Jesus immediately set him free. The sins or the iniquities of the father are passed down from the children to the children's children. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, those that are listening by tape and those that are here in the sanctuary this morning, you're here and say, Pastor, I know that there is a curse in my family, and I want it broken right now in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand up all over this building. Hands are going up everywhere. There's people that are listening to this tape. Say, this is, this is what it is. This is not putting you down. This is not condemnation on you or casting guilt to your family because they inherited But the Bible says that that curse is broken in the name of Jesus. Let me give it to you again before we pray. Once we accept Christ and understand the power of his name and the power of his blood, the Bible says no longer. Somebody say with me, no longer. No longer shall the fathers eat sour grapes and the children's teeth set on edge. That means from this point on, it's broken. And, and gang, look at me here a second, because we're going to come together in, in agreement for us and for those who are listening to this tape. Let me share something with you. There's no way, there's no way I could have endured watching my children become what I was. It would have killed me. And I'll tell you something, and I'm saying this to you. You know my children. This is not a theory that I got out of a book somewhere. This is a freedom that I have received. This is a miracle that I have received through Jesus Christ. I don't think this works. I know it works. My kids, they're no way, thank God, like their dad used to be. There's no way that thing was broken. That family curse that's been in my family and, and for generation to generation is broken. My kids love the Lord. My kids are kind and loving. That's because the blood of Jesus not only set me free, but he destroyed the family curse. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, right now, we're taking dominion and we're standing on the Word of God. For every person in this building and every person listening to this tape, 
Father, there are all kinds of family curses, and we come against them right now with the authority that we have in the name and by the blood of Jesus Christ. I bind every spirit of suicide and anger and poverty, every spirit of violence. Satan, you are destroyed right now in Jesus' name. Every spirit of alcohol and drug addiction, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we stand to not only break this curse, but we reverse this curse. What Satan has meant for evil, God, you're going to use it for good. Those who are full of anger are going to be full of love and peace and kindness. Those who are bound by the spirit of poverty are going to be released into godly prosperity. Those who are bound by the spirit of depression are going to feel joy and happiness. Those who have been bound by the spirit of divorce, God, you're going to, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You're going to touch their marriage. You're going to make their marriage an example of the glory of Christ in their life. Father, children who are backslidden and away from God, they're going to come and be great leaders in the kingdom of God. Father, every curse is broken and every curse is reversed in the name and by the blood of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, give the Lord a great clap offering. God bless you. Amen.